Hello and welcome to Fertility Springboard, the podcast series brought to you by Fertility Help Hub. I'm Eloise, founder of Fertility Help Hub, and over the series I will be bringing you conversations with some of the most influential and inspiring professionals and experts around the world to arm you with useful and empowering thoughts and resources to ease your fertility journey. And don't forget to sign up to the newsletter to make sure you don't miss out on anything. It's packed full of inspiring interviews, resources, discounts and offers, competitions and real life stories. Good morning and welcome to my guest today, who is the wonderful Mike Johnson Ellis, who is co-founder of Two Dads UK. Welcome, Mike. Hello, how are you? Very well, thanks. How are you today? Yes, not too bad. Well, it's great to have you on here. Um, I'd love for you to give an intro to everyone listening. Tell us about what you set up, what you do, and then to talk a bit about um, your personal journey and who you help and how. Okay, yeah, no problem at all. So um, we established Two Dads UK back in 2016. Um, So myself and my husband, Wes, um, we are fathers that have had our family through UK surrogacy. And we embarked on our journey. We had sort of four years research into exploring um, surrogacy. And we looked internationally and we looked within the UK to try and understand what the the various laws uh, and how the LGBTQ community was supported um, with surrogacy. And what we found was there was not one central point for all of this information. So we began blogging about our fertility journey. Uh, We set up a Facebook page and our Instagram account, uh, Two Dads UK. And very quickly, we discovered that there was a real interest from um, intended fathers to be supported on a particular fertility journey. So we continued to talk and blog about our experiences, um, about finding a donor, about finding a surrogate, choosing a clinic, um, and explaining the, the, the complexities with the law. And that then began to be more appealing to uh, the intended parent community. So we had our daughter who was born in 2016, Tallulah, who's now three, and we continued to work with intended parents and supported them through our information events, um, through the clinic partnerships that we have with UK clinics, um, and just generally being a go-to organisation for intended fathers that are exploring surrogacy internationally and in the UK. Amazing. Can you tell us a bit about um, when you came out and the concerns that you may have had about family building and how did that look for you? Yeah, of course. So I'm now 41 years old and I sadly was a child of section 28. And for those of you that obviously know what that is, that that obviously means that certainly any um, growing up and through school, talking about homosexuality was um, not allowed. So for many children that, that had to grow up through that, um, they battled with their, with their sexuality, their demons, and quite often went on either a very dark path or had girlfriends and partners and, and got married. And that's what I did. So I got married um, to a woman and 
hoped that that would make the gay go away. How old and were you when you got married? I was 19. Gosh. Nine, 19 years old because I, I just needed to feel connected to society and I felt that that was the that was the thing that would because it would normalize my feelings potentially or make them go away and that was the hope um and I desperately wanted to be a dad and that was the only way that I thought I could be a parent um because I didn't know any other men that were gay and that had a family so that was my route to parenthood or so, or so I thought um that's such so a that, on your shoulders at 19. Yeah, it was, it, it really was. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't a particularly fun time. Um, it, it was a real challenging period of my life. It was, it, it, it quite often was quite dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was, I didn't, I didn't know an alternative. So, um, my marriage obviously broke down um and when my ex-wife left me um it was it was incredibly amicable it wasn't because of my sexuality at that point i came out then sort of 8 9 months later and i then realized that i would much rather be happy which is why i came out mm-hmm. um than take a, an alternative route which which would not be very pleasant at all. And, and you, you hear of so many gay men um, committing suicide and ending their life because, of, because of, of fear of rejection. So I didn't want to bring that upon my family. So what I did want to do was try and live my, my best life and came out. And then I had a, a couple of serious boyfriends. And then he them. No children, no, um, because neither one of those partners wanted children. So I met my husband uh, in 2012, um, and he had a daughter, uh, a, se- a seven-year-old at the time. He had also been married to a woman and was divorced. Um, and I remember having the conversation with Wes really early on, like like a like an absolute crazy person wanting to know if you wanted children and because it was something I really wanted and, and, uh, and it, ha- it was in my life plan. Uh, and he did. And, um, we had the best time and have the best time. And we, we were, we, we got engaged after four months. We were living together after sort of four or five months and we got married two years later. And, um, very shortly after getting engaged, we started looking into surrogacy and we looked at all of the various options into family building and adoption wasn't for us. You know, a lot of people always ask um, us, why didn't you adopt? And I guess my, my honest response is, well, why should I? I don't feel that um, either is, is less of an option, but my preferred option route to build a family was was to have children through surrogacy um and Wes and I had already had the conversation that I would go first in terms of using my my sperm and then if we had more children uh, then Wes would would have a, a another biological child and that's what we did do um you know our son is nine months old um he was born in August last year so um, you know, we have two children through surrogacy and then we, we have Katie who is n- nearly 16. 
so that's that's what our sort of family building journey was you know we had um donors obviously egg donors for each of our children different donors for 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 a couple of reasons as to why that came about but we have two different donors and we use the same surrogate um for both of our journeys uh, who's still very much in our life and and that journey all took place in the uk amazing in terms of um you mentioned katie how how has she been in terms of accepting it and the, the way the families have been being built are they all uh living together well yeah do you know what she she has a real old head on her shoulders and that's that's the credit of wes and his ex-wife who have a tremendous relationship um and she very much sees um her sister and her brother as exactly that and we're one unit um her only i think her only gripe that she's ever had with the process is that she has to sit in that really annoying seat in the middle of the car because she was encased mm-hmm. by two <laughs> child seats she, yeah. so she so she was like i've got to sit in that really small middle seat now and i'm like yeah you have darling i'm afraid so that, <laughs> that's, that's been the only issue that she's had uh she's, that's she's not had bad with, is it no she's helped with night feeds she's wow. you know she's she's been incredible uh, and she's she's such a great big sister and do you feel like when I'm, I'm sure you do hence why you've set up two dads uk which is phenomenal do you feel that there was a lack of awareness or there is a lack of awareness and support and education out there for people who might be struggling in the situation that you were in when you were younger absolutely um there and there still is um a real sort of lack of information uh we're we must probably have oh, in between five to ten messages a week from intended fathers, from also parents of gay children that want to understand what their children's option will be when, when they're older. Um, so they can, you know, support their child with what this new normal now looks like. You know, and a lot of the stats that are, that are coming out and the data from the States, for example, from the Family Equality Council, which really show this increase in millennials in particular, um, which shows that millennials are far more pro-reproductive science than the generation prior, which was adoption and fostering. Um, so more and more millennials are looking gay millennials are looking to reproductive science to build their families so there's still a a shortage of information out there we'll continue to destigmatize or to normalize um modern families like ours uh because the people you know people out there still need this level of support Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. You're working really hard, aren't you, in, in lots of areas for, for the community, but also with the government in terms of surrogacy laws in the UK. I'm, I'm sure that coronavirus has probably um, pushed this to the back of the queue. But what's the latest with that? And what are you working on to get changed? Yeah, so we've been um, involved. It started out back in uh, sort of 2016, which was an invitation to to or from the all-party parliamentary group, the APPG for surrogacy. Uh, so we were invited to the Houses of Commons to talk about surrogacy in the UK and what our route to parenthood was like. So we gave our evidence as, as, as intended fathers. Um, and then from there, 
there have been uh, a number of uh, proposals and, and, you know, and not least the the proposal that came out last year from the law commissioners for uh, England, Scotland uh, and Wales, Northern Ireland, which is the proposal which was setting out the new law um, from the law commissioners. Um, so we went to a number of the um, stakeholder meetings. Uh, we sat on as, as, par- as, as a parent on one of the panels talking to um, the public about the new proposal and the new proposal you know, sets out the new law um, or the new proposed law um, because there are a number of issues with the current situ- current law which, which needs addressing and thankfully um, this proposal addresses the majority of, of, of those issues. Some of the, the more obvious ones are around the legal parentage and and obviously when a child is born through surrogacy in the UK, the surrogate is the legal parent and if she's married, her husband becomes the legal father. Uh, and then you, you have to go through a parental order process to, to remove the surrogate and her partner or husband from um, the birth certificate. So there are a number of issues in the current setup that are being addressed in the new proposed law change as well as just some general overviews with the, with the process and to simplify, um, because the Surrogacy Arrangements Act of 1985, you know, going back to my first point, was created at the height of Section 28. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a very archaic law that there have been some amendments to it and there have been some positive changes to it. You know, more recently, allowing single intended parents to apply for a parental order, because um, that yeah. wasn't the case up until a couple of years ago. It's insane, absolutely insane. Um, so there have been some changes to it. Uh, the next big reform is obviously um, this proposal. So yeah, it, it probably has gone to, it, it has slipped the timeline. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't come to fruition or, or doesn't come into the House of Lords until 2023, 24 maybe. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Wow. Well, you're doing an amazing job to get things moving. So it'd be interesting to hear how things progress once. Hopefully we're out of, um, you know, this COVID era or things are improving. Um, mm-hmm. But um, as this has been going on, am I right in thinking that laws have changed slightly in New York, for example, with surrogacy finally? Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct. So, you know, gestational surrogacy um, laws across the United States are, are some of the most um, some of the most accessible uh, you know commercial surrogacy is um, is is much more of a route to, to market uh, out there in terms of how surrogacy laws are um, now gestational surrogacy across the United States is is quite profound uh, with the exception there are four states currently um, where um, surrogacy isn't permitted, um, but New York was was one of them. And in February next year, um, you know, gestational surrogacy will be will be permitted. She's always surprised me. I, I kind of know some of the reasons, obviously, behind as to why. Because I think there were a couple of high profile cases that that didn't paint surrogacy in the in the best light previously. Um, but you know, surrogacy New York as a as a state has a massive um, gay community. Mm. Um, uh, and it's so cosmopolitan, you would have thought that it would be forward thinking and that would be one of the states to be more um, you know, proactive and with the modern times. 
Absolutely. So, um, you know, that's, you know, the fact that compensated gestational surrogacy will take effect from, I think it's the 15th of February. Um, you know, that's, that's a step in the right direction for, for New York. And I think then there's, I think it's Minnesota, Louisiana and Nebraska are the, the, the three states that um, still don't, um, to my knowledge. Wow. Um, and then just thinking more about um, what you're doing in the UK, uh, mm-hmm. you've got an event happening at the end of this year, haven't you? We have. So we, myself and my husband, um, we are really passionate about supporting the community and again, signposting information on family building. So we set up um, a new organisation called The Modern Family Show. And the Modern Family Show is a family building event. Um, It's the only one in the UK for the LGBTQ plus communities, um, which addresses IVF, IUI, surrogacy, um, co-parenting, donation, adoption, fostering, um, and trans fertility preservation. Um, So this event is taking place on the 19th of September. Uh, in London at 8 Northumberland. Um, you can read more about the show at uh, themodernfamilyshow.co.uk. Um, we have some incredible um, organisations that are appearing and sponsoring from clinics like the Agora, who are our educational sponsor, who do some amazing work for the trans community. You know, we have clinics like CRGH that are our surrogacy sponsor and clinics like Hearts and Essex that are that are there to be um the the main uk clinic presence as well as clinics from um canada from the states uh, and organizations from the adoption and fostering arena too um so we wanted to create a safe space um for people to come particularly if i'm honest um from the trans community because i've been to um previous shows of of fertility i think we met at one if my memory serves me yeah, right. we did we did it was the fertility show in london last <laughs> november it was indeed and and you know we're scheduled to still be there again this year mm-hmm. um it's that, that's a great show for us but what we wanted to do was create a show which was exclusively for the lgbtq plus community which doesn't um, exist does it no it just doesn't exist they used to be um they used to be the alternative parenting show which hasn't been in existence now for two years so but we wanted to create something that was a little different to that that had a real focus on education that 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 had these you know private session rooms that had really you know really real good educational content um and that used technology to uh you know bring people in and to educate and to to collaborate with with clinics from all over the world so the show is 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 hopefully all still taking place on the 19th we, we there is a contingency in, you know in case um but we're we're really looking forward to be putting something on which is um really innovative um really refreshing uh and really inclusive and supportive of of the community that that, that we belong to fantastic i can't wait to hear more and to share more with um, our listeners and our readers so thank you so much mike for giving us a brief introduction more to come and um yeah all very exciting thank you lovely to have you today thanks mike all the best bye-bye